G'day everyone, thanks for joining another podcast for Chewing the Bat. Uh, my name's Jack and unfortunately I don't have the other stellar two-thirds of the crew in producer Frey and Gus Bus with me today, but I do have an absolute special guest. He's been on the show many times before, an absolute tennis nerd, Taylor Magwick, Thank T. Swizzle. Swizzle? Swizzle. How you going? Good, mate. Yourself? Pretty good. Well, very good. It's, uh... You did say unfortunately though. Unfor- I know it's unfortunate that they're not here, but fortunately, Un- sorry, fortunately, fortunately, you've got me. <laughs> it's it's it, you're, you're quite a good and a noble guest on the show. <laughs> Been on a few times, <laughs> and it's exciting having you on because it's uh, it's usually an absolute tennis nerd out. Has to be, has um, to be. Unfortunate for the other two. Unfortunate is what they it was can't where be I was here. getting. Yes, unfortunate they can't be here with us. Um, you know what? Not not even unfortunate. They're gallivanting in Europe, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> having fair. a good that's drinking fair. beers, watching tennis. Well, we're watching a lot of tennis. It's a great time of the year. We've got we're in the midst of Wimbledon. This is going to be an absolute Wimbledon nerd out for this podcast. We've got Wimbledon on. We've got the Tour de France on. We've got, we've got the Ashes. The Ashes. Uh, we've got State of Origin domestically, which is already a done done thing now. It's a done thing, yeah, but still, we've got Game on, Three coming. It's on. It's on. Absolutely. Um, there's just a lot going on. I probably missed a fair few things, but. Um, yeah, like I said, we're going to have an absolute Wimbledon and tennis nerd out today, as per usual. Um, and we're going to get straight into it, shall we? Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So, we're going to talk about our predictions later on. But first, let's run through more of a, your thoughts on a, what I would call a negative uh, or what's been happening at Wimbledon at the moment. And what I've noticed looking at the scores in the morning is that there's a suspended sign next to each match. Mm. I would say maybe 90% of the matches from day to day are never completed and always suspended. It sucks. What's going on there? It sucks. Well, the rain was one thing. Well, the first was day, day was the rain. Was it day two? Day yeah. one? The day rain, one. rain wiped out a day, which is fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. But these, uh, what do they call them? The, the curfew. The curfew. Well, obviously, I don't think the outside courts have lights on them. No, which is fair. That's just Wimby. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But when you've got a centre court with lights... I, I, every other Grand Slam you have matches finishing at 2am I know it's not ideal yeah. for the players and I know it's not yep. but and, and at least you finish your match yeah. look yeah I do hate to start the podcast on a negative but let's <laughs> let's get the negatives out of the way um, so it's pretty much the outside courts get suspended mid-match due to light mm. Mm. the inside matches with lights so there's I think one or two in undercover courts with lights yep Still get suspended, even though they have lights, but because of curfew. So I think they have an 11 p.m. curfew. 11 p.m. curfew. Of which we had... About 8 o'clock in the morning for yeah, us. So I wake up in the morning ready to watch a little bit more and no go. Well, that's what I, I got excited this morning about watching Murray and Tsitsipas play. Yes. Live, I woke up at, you know, a bit before 7, still going, end of the third set, and um, switch it on to Murray winning the third and go home, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. So I uh, I do have a little stat here for you, and so I after, love stats. After day three, players in round three, yep, four. Yeah, it's yep. Okay, <laughs> players in round two, one hundred and three. Players to finish first round matches, so currently on court, right, eighteen, and then players to start their first round matches, fourteen. So you're telling me there's players in the third round. And there's also players that haven't played 
their first round. Correct. There are more players that haven't played their first round than players in the third round after three days of play at Wimbledon. I don't know. 2023. I don't know about you, but that doesn't make much sense, does it? Obviously, it's a scheduling nightmare with the no light situation, and they want to keep it traditional. And and to be fair, the rain. The rain uh, did throw a spanner in the works. Um, that is bizarre. It is. It is. That's I've also. I've never seen a slam like that. That is also no, because obviously the AO their scheduling is they try and schedule so that we're probably finishing before midnight. Mm. Sometimes it goes over. Yep. Same as US Open, a couple of late finishes. Um, I think they might even start a bit earlier at the US Open. Yeah. And French is the same. Um, but Wimbledon, keep it traditional. Traditional. No lights. I don't know. I go, well, actually, if you're there. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad. That's fine. That's I'll, just, I'll just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's tough. And it must be tough for the players too, right? Like, But it could be a good or bad thing. It could be a loss of momentum if you're winning yeah. two sets of love and play gets suspended that's probably not a good thing for you on no. the flip side at the other end of the, the table you're probably quite fortunate to have a little breather reset try and win the three sets in a row coming back back out the next day yeah arguably arguably it makes better matches right yeah. like because the player gets a chance to readjust have a chat to the coach what's happening adjust a few things make those changes and then maybe you get deep into a fifth set and you get these awesome tie breaks yeah well i think i don't know if you watched the end of the murray titsy pass current match so murray's up two sets to one suspended coming yep. back tomorrow to play Murray was serving it out, 40-30, and slipped and did his groin. Oh, no. And there was I a big yell, that. big commotion. He ended up getting up, and he played on. And then he served an unreturnable and won the set. Okay. So he's walking to the other end, and the umpire says, she goes to him, she must have said, oh, we're done playing for the day. And then he's he's like kind of like about to blow up at her, like, oh, why, why can't we keep going? And then he's just realized that he probably would benefit with the hip situation. <laughs> so we're soon, he's soon just succumbed to, all right, the reality of yeah. playing the next day. Um, Makes it interesting. It does. But it's a lot of matches that need to be finished ASAP. You need to get on court. I mean, matches that haven't started. I know. Well, final's coming up soon. Let's keep ticking it over. Um, well, how, about we, uh, how about we move on from the, the Wimbledon negatives? Yep, positives. And let, let's talk about the actual tournament. Well, let's start on the women's side. There's a couple big names in the women's side. Obviously, you've got Iga, mm -hmm. number one seed. Number two seed, uh, Sabalenka. Sabalenka, Sabalenka the other end, yeah. Both red-hot favourites. Mm. Not too sure about Svantec, Svantec, pronunciation unsure of, but um, obviously coming off a French Open win. Unbelievable on clay. That's good, yeah. It's grass, though. Yeah. You, it's a different yeah. surface. Yeah. Um, different game. I'm saying that her movement is great. I mean, so, it was great. She's got an all-court game. Um, she puts balls in the court. She'll compete. She'll compete the whole way. So, obviously, your favourite. Sabalenka, a massive hitter. But I feel I feel like Wimbledon and the way, way this tournament's working out, there are a few dark horses. Well, number three seed, Rabakina. Yeah, that's not a dark horse. That's not a dark that's horse. not a dark horse at all. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you there. When you put players on grass, the level which is usually... A big disparity between some players. Absolutely, the grass kind of, kind of narrows it a little bit. Mm, very um, good equaliser. And it's essentially who can serve better, who can return better. Yeah, who can get a bit more pace through the court. Yeah, you got a big serve, and you're tall and big, and you can move reasonably well. Good volleys. Wimby's your slam. On that, Rabakina for me. Yeah. Well, she's the way she plays. Well, she's a bit over nudge over six foot, probably six two. Yeah. Six one, six two. Yeah. But moves. Moves well. Well. Yeah. Does not well, move like she's 6'2". Big serve, big off the ground. Yeah, like probably to accelerate, shorten points. Probably not the best at the net. Mm, but, no. But if you can hit that well from the back of the court, 
you're going to get easy volleys anyway, yeah. right? Similar, similar to Sabalenka. Yes, yeah. So I think you're right. Maybe that's where Iga Schwantek kind of differs with the other two girls. Yeah, she has a mm. better net game. Ons Jabur. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call her... That's a bit disrespect, dis, uh, disrespectful to call her a dark horse, being, I think, like, you know, top 10 in the world. But, she's but got, she hasn't won a slam. That's true. And she's got that Ash Barty craft. She does. She does. She's got Slice. that Ash Barty craft. Can volley, moves well. I kind of think of her as like the Fedsy. Also, shout out to Ash Barty. Yes. Baby. Yes, baby. Yeah, shout out to Ash Barty. Absolutely. <laughs> Very exciting for her. Um, do you think Ash could come back after a year and win Wimby? I'd love to see it. Because <laughs> you got, you got players that have done it though. Like you got, um, was it Kim Clijsters? Yeah, she I think came, she retired, did back, the whole family thing for a little while and came back as a mum. I think she won two or three slams after Azarenka that. was fairly successful. Azarenka, but I don't think Azarenka retired. I think she went to have just a just baby and then came yeah, back. Fair enough. Whereas Williams. like Clijsters retired... And then came back. Mm. So I'd, I'd love to see it. It'd be cool to see her back on court. And yeah. she's she's good. She's a good enough level. That is true. Um, same as the Williams, Serena. Serena, yeah. Um, I think she's fully retired now. I think she is. On that, but you never know. Yeah, on that my talking point that I wanted to, that I actually mentioned to you before pre-pod on the women's side of things, both actually. The question is, what are your thoughts on retired players coming back after their prime? And playing slams and getting a wild card into big events. I'm generally not about it. Yeah. Like so I, I don't mind I don't mind if they come back and if it's legitimate, hey, I feel like I'm I'm ready to compete again. For for and like a season. For a season yeah. and you get a maybe Or even two, a short adjusted season. Two or three of the slams for the year, give you a wild card, have a crack. Awesome. Yeah. But when you have done Like what that, Murray did. Exactly like yeah. what Murray did. But when you've done that and you haven't had the results, and, and you I, just want to come play at Wimby. No, yeah, you don't no, like. So like, my my Venus Williams. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, Jack. she got she got a wild card into the main. Obviously, still a great player. I think she ended up slipping and falling and hurting herself in the yeah, match. Yeah, she did, which but, is unfortunate. But she played um, Svitolina. Yes. Who is I think a mum. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Recently. Shout out to the mums out there playing yeah, on tour. There's a few out there now. It's good to see. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously. Venus coming back. She she kind of obviously being a past champion of the event. And so, an X World number one, like X World number one. She's you know ranked three or four hundred in the world now, so she's 544 not playing. Five hundred and forty four last I checked. There you go. Like I said, don't get me started on this. So there's one. it kind of goes. It's fifty cents each way, right? There's a side where that she's taking a position away from someone that's up and coming. Yeah, which I think is needed on the tour these days. Or like the other a, side of it is that she's a Grand Slam champion. She's very well respected. She wants mm. to play, bring some numbers in. But if she's ranked like 150 in the world, I think that's a different wild card to with the mentality of playing a few more. Yeah. yeah, like 150, you're grinding, you're working. 544, you're not playing enough matches. You might have the level, but it's just it's too much of an ask for me. I don't I don't really appreciate it too much. Fair enough. Good question though. Yeah. Um, the men's side of things. Okay. The men's side of things. There's a, there's a bit going on, on the men's. There's side. a lot going on on the men's side. Um. Obviously, Alcaraz number one seed, Djokovic number two, mm. two clear favourites. Very clear favourites. I think Djoko, uh, for the bookies, is favourite on paper. Yes, yes. Um, going for his... I saw this, I heard this stat, right? Have a guess how many days since Djokovic last lost a match at Wimbledon. Ooh. How okay. many days? Okay, days. Like a rough. He wouldn't have played, so I'm going to go... A thousand? 
No, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going back to 500. 500 days. It's it's 2,300 days or something. 2,300 days and this dude hasn't lost a match on grass. Yeah. On, at Wimby. At Wimby. Jesus. Well, he's won seven. I think he's won the last four or five. He's won seven and he's won the last four. Because Roger's record, I think Sampras has got it too, five in a row. Yeah, obviously the COVID year. And at eight. Yeah. So Djokovic, if he wins this, will be his fifth in a row and his eighth Wimby overall, putting him equal with Roger for Mr. Wimbledon. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, under, and then prop, under, obviously undisputed GOAT. Yes. In yeah. tennis. Yeah. On paper. I do have one one thing. I've, I was talking the other day to a couple of couple of mates and um, I've now just disregarded the, the Grand Slam race for great, for, you know, all-time GOAT. Oh, you've now changed your criteria. I've, I've thrown it. And then Djokovic has now also got most time at world number one, so now I disregard that. The one <laughs> stat that I'm holding on to. Yeah. So Roger went, I think it was four years, and he won 11 slams. Oh, wow. No one's come close to that. Sambras okay. has done, I think, 10 in five years. Djokovic has done, what has he done? Eight, eight in four years. Djokovic is about to do it, though. I know, <laughs> I know, but we'll talk after Wimby about that yeah, stat. Yeah. Um, that's, that is cool. So 11 in four years. 11 in four years. So 11 out of 16. Mm. Pretty good success Very rate. Very good success slams. rate. I mean, when you got Rafa floating around at the French back then. And a young Jocko. And a young Jocko. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, but uh, there's a lot happening in this men's draw. There's a lot of matchups and a lot of kind of storylines that are developing. One for me is uh, Bublik. Oh, playing sensational at the moment. Playing sensational and not really many big hurdles in his way on his side of the draw. Obviously, he's got Novak, but he could slip through to the semis quite easily, and he'd be a, he'd be a chance oh, if he's Bublik, serving well. Well, Bublik's got that like Nick Kyrgios kind of he game. Does. Big he does. serve, big forey, really good around the net, and I think has actually a little bit more match play discipline than Nick. And he came off a win at didn't Queens, he win? wasn't it? Queens or Halle? Halle, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know where it was, but he grass court title. And then it looks pretty good. Like he hasn't. He's gone McDonald, then JJ Wolf, two Americans, two like two good players, good but players. not necessarily grass court players. But I thought I thought. But he they're handled still them well. they're still players that you would play and you'd have to play well to beat them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he didn't look too too phased by them. Then on the other side, you got Jock Vavrinka, Hercatch, Musetti. Tough, very tough. But that's who he's. That's who if Bublik can make it through, would be looking for the semi final. He'd be looking at the winner of one of those. So that's your little dark horse. That's my dark horse. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing him sneak through to the final and maybe, you know, have a good day on serve. I'd, like, I'd love title. to see it, yeah. I'd love to see it. Um, at the top, we've got Alcaraz. We've got Alcaraz. I think we've got Sinner. We've got Sinner. Who has the easiest draw of all time? Sinner? Sinner. Well, that's fantastic because I, I do... Th- my tip for the tournament is Sinner. So, mate, I'll, let, me, let me look at... Okay, so he's got... He beat Serendulo in his first round. 2-2-2 two, two two or something. Yeah. Schwartzman in the next round. Straight. Great player, but not yeah. a grass court player. He's got Quinton Hallis now, who just beat Vukic. Unlucky. It's another Australian yeah, out of the draw. Yeah, against an Aussie. Um, Quinton Hallis. Then he's got either Gallen or Imer. Yep. I think Sinner should take those guys. Then he's got either Paya. I can't say this one. Safwian. Safulin. Yeah, yeah that one. Russian. Russian. Um, or Shapovalov Brody. Right, that's his pathway through to the semi-finals. Well, if he can lock it, lock in and stay focused and just kind of do the job, straight sets, three or four sets each match, gee, he'd be looking shaping up very well he's against Alcaraz. Be, he's not going to have a lot of match time if he can keep these sharp, short matches. Like, 
he's going to be fit late in the tournament. And that's what you need when you end up making a final and having to play Djokovic. Or Alcaraz. Or Alcaraz, yeah. Or, yeah, any one of those big guys. Because that's what it comes down to these days. It's that fitness. To be able to do it after two weeks and seven, you know, six matches coming into that final. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. So Sinner's... Uh, I would not call him a dark horse. I'd almost put him as one of the favourites. Sinner is a favourite. For sure. Out, outright favourite. Yeah. Um, we've also got... Someone that's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit and not playing very well, who has made a final at Wimbledon, is the Stallion, the Italian Stallion, Matteo Berrettini. Yeah. But Very strange. Big serve, big off the ground, no backhand. Still injured. Right. Playing still, injured. Yeah. I, I heard him before the tournament. He was talking about, I'm not sure if I kind of should play. Yep. So he's, he's getting through, but I'm... I just, I honestly don't think he's got it in him at the moment. I would love it's to tough, see it. I love it? the guy. I love the way he plays. Yep. Dude can hit a forehand. Yeah, but I, I don't, like Like we were just saying, mate, it's the fitness. Yeah. To get through to the final, you've got to put in a lot of effort and work and the body's going to break down. If you've got an injury, good luck. It is tough. Um, we've got a fair few Aussies in the men's draw as well. We do. Um, and, and Berrettini being a little bit injured, bodes pretty well for one of those guys. Demonar. Very true. Demon are they're playing very at the true. Demon are getting through. I think in four sets, losing the first, I believe seven six, and getting through the next three pretty comfy. Mm. O'Connell getting through against yes. um, oh, Hamad Majedovic, which I've, I think he came through qualies, but mm-hmm. um, pretty good four set win for O'Connell. Now he's got Jerry Vesely in the next round, by the way. Very winnable. Very winnable. And a great, great first round win from. Jason Kubler. Yes. Umbel against Hugo Umber, which was Boys. is a class class player. I'm gonna be honest, I had Humbert picked for that match. Yeah. I didn't think Kubler was gonna be able to knew he was gonna be able to keep up because he's fit and he works. Well but I kinda thought Humbert would be a little bit more flat through the court. But watching the match, mate, he he handled him well. He's obviously feeling really good. Yeah, Coops, you know, making the round of sixteen last year. Absolutely, no points. Unfortunately. Which I forgot about now yeah. that you mentioned that. Okay, um, maybe I should have been uh, paying a bit more attention. Absolutely. To yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? How would Coops be feeling now, playing, making the round of sixteen, with no points? So no mm, points to defend. Yeah. Is that still pressure to try and get back to where he did get back last year and try and get those points? Or is that more of like a swing free, no points to defend? I reckon it's swing free. He's got to feel comfy there. Because like, you're right, there's no points. He's not having to defend. It's can I get there? He's, he's focusing on working to it. That's a really cool setup. And he's got a tough one. Like honestly, a tough one. Yari in the next round. Yep. Big serve. Tough player to play on grass. But... Coops is looking good. He's looking very yeah, good. I, I would love to see him go up against Alcaraz. Because if he wins this and Alcaraz beats Muller, that's who he plays in the next round. Gee, that's going to be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. So all the, all the best to Coops to get through that one. Because that would be sick to watch. Um, on the women's side of things, the Aussies, Storm Sanders qualified. Yes, she got through, that. which was awesome. Her first Wimby. Oh, is that her first? First Wimby main draw. Yeah, at well, 13 years old. I'm not sure how she went. In the first round, I think she's one of the few that's been kind of like left behind in terms of the draw or the schedule. But um, Storm Sanders through Dasha Gavrilova or now Dasha Saville. Saville, yeah. Ended up the partner of Luke Saville. Mm-hmm. Ended up playing and eventually losing to Katie Boulter. It's not a Brit, bad loss. Partner of the Demon. Yes, yeah. So a little Aussie bonanza there. Um, so yeah, Aussies doing well. We have had a fair few Aussies in the qualies that didn't quite get through. Kimberly, Birrell, Priscilla, Liv Gidecki, to name a few. 
Um, but otherwise, all in all, Aussies is looking pretty strong, especially on the men's side. I did see Kimbo had a match with um, ex-Wimbledon semi-finalist. Oh, I've gone completely. <laughs> I, had, I was building it. I was building it. Jeannie Bouchard. Yeah, yeah. I'd which I thought that. was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. I um, haven't seen Jeannie on the grass for a little while. Yeah, she ended up getting a few more wins after that yeah. win over Kimbo. So, very good to see. Uh, predictions for the men's side of things. Now, we've just spoken about the big three or the big four. Um, the Titsi Pass side of things is a tough, tough draw, Having still playing Murray in the second still round. Still playing. After a big five-set match win against... Uh, uh, Ex-Grand Slam champion Dominic Team in the Dominic round before team. that. 7-6 in the, th- in the fifth Tough. Four Tough. hours. Ten eight in the in the super. And potentially about to back it up for another five set match against Murray. Correct. Tough, tough way to do it. Early on. You know, he's young and he's fit. I've seen Novak and Roger and those guys have a couple mm. of five setters early on and go through to win slams, but I, I don't know. I don't know where he's at with his game. But he does have a little bit of Bedosa in his box helping him out. Getting him through, <laughs> yeah. giving him the fire. <laughs> you don't know if it's helping or hindering. I, I, I don't know if you if you feel the same, but I feel Bedosa being in the box, riding the highs and lows with Sitsipas, is going to have an effect on her side of the draw when she's playing. That's, oh. that's emotional energy <laughs> yeah. you're spending out there. That is. But all the best to them. It would be cool if they can get a little, little result together. Um, any more dark horses in the draw? Um, I don't know if this is in the realm of possibilities, but if her catch gets through Musetti, and he may have Joker next round. He might push Joker. Her, well, that's what I'm kind of thinking. He's uh, he's serving well. I've I've been watching him a little bit. He's been serving well. He's been playing well. He's been kind of. He's not in his career best form as he was like maybe not. a year ago. No, he's when not. he was in the top like eight. But if he's serving well, I can see him getting through. Um, you know who else I think is a very very dark dark horse? The demon. The de- Well, he had a good result. The he, demon. I think he won Queens, didn't he? Yes, he did. He won Queens. No, he runner up. He came runner up to Alcaraz. Ah, that hurts. Yep, um, but. The demon's in that top half. Demon's potentially in the top playing half. if he gets through Berrettini in the next one, but playing Alcaraz in the sixteen. Well, he he could actually do a. a this would be a fun little one for him. Berrettini, if he gets through that, he could do Zverev, and then Alcaraz. I think or, he gets through Zverev. Kubler, if Kubler yeah. can uh, pull off the upset there. A, a counter-punching Aussie, hugging does, the baseline. Does he remind you of another Aussie that may have won Wimbledon? Rips a chainsaw here and there. <laughs> Rips a chainsaw here and there. <laughs> but uh, um, I think that. On grass, the way he plays, counter-punching, he's a shot. That's true. Cameron Norrie? Cam Norrie, tough. Tough lefty, lefty right? yeah. at home. Yeah. Who's he playing? Uh, currently playing uh, Chris, Chris Eubanks, the American that's kind of breaking through at the moment, that big, big tall American. Well, he is in that side of the draw. Like, uh, you got a tired sits of pass and Murray down the bottom of that quarter. Yeah. Shout out to Eubanks. He just had his first uh, career ATP win last week, or before Wimby. But just before Wimby, he yep. had his first ATP I think win. It, I think it might have been Huller or something, one of the 250s. Man, yeah, on grass. First win, next minute you're in Wimby. You're and in Wimby's second and round. Puts, and put him inside the top 50. Good on him. I love hearing those stories. Ben Shelton. Ben Shelton. Speaking, of, You think that Ben Shelton's game would be suited beautifully to grass. Yeah, yeah. Big serve, big forehand. Big serve, big forehand. Moves pretty good for a big guy. The only thing I worry about Ben Shelton is that when he gets neutralized in a rally, he usually loses the point. Interesting. He, uh, uh, that's kind of like my take on him at the moment. Like He's a big game player and plays big points and his big balls when he's on top. He, lo- he plays, plays good on top. 
but not, <laughs> but not so much when he's not on top. Yeah, no. I feel that. That resonates with me. Um, <laughs> so your pick for the women's and the men's? Women's, i got to go Rybakina. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I, I just, I can't go past her. I think she's... She looks too good on the surface. I like the way her game sets up, especially when, if she's playing Sviatek in the final. Mm. I kind of like that matchup for her. Um, outside of that, I, w- I, I just can't go past Sviatek as number two. Yeah. I think those two girls are going to be final and going to be duke it out. Well, Rabakina plays uh, Sabalenka in the semi. I don't Which... see Sabalenka as a threat to Rabakina. Okay, all right, interesting. I'm calling it now. Yeah. I, I just, I think Rabakina is going to move too well compared to Sabalenka. Fair enough. So I would be surprised if Sabalenka wins a set. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how confident I am of Rabakina no, no, at the I, moment. I, I, that, Rabakina was my pick for Wimby as well. So uh, on the men's side, I'm going Sinner, class act. You think it's Sinner's time? Yeah, and I just saw him, I saw a few, you know how sometimes I do a bit of live stream pre thing on YouTube yeah, yeah. of him practicing and whatnot. Just smooth, watching a bit of that, yeah. just smoothing it out, mm-hmm. ripping balls. He was hitting with Rusevori. Two, two just smooth cats, just smoothing it out up the middle. And His first round match, dust up, got a good draw. Everything's kind of shaping up for him. I yeah. think he plays... I think I would favour him over Alcarez on grass at the moment. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you, you go on Sinner, Alcaraz in the final then, right? Or does he beat Alcaraz? I think, I think that's he semi. actually semi. So he'll beat Alcaraz in the semi. Yep. And then you think he takes. Oh, hopefully her catch is already dis- dismissed, <laughs> of, <laughs> dismissed of Djokovic by then. So that's um, how you think he gets it. He gets a, a Sinner her, her catch, catch final. Yeah. <laughs> um, and your pick for the men's? Oh, her catch is my dark horse. But I, I honestly think Alcaraz is looking too good. Even on grass? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I really like the way he's changed his movement pattern from the from clay the, courts yeah. to the grass courts. Up in the court. Up in the court. It suits him, man. He's, for, he's ripping that forehand. Like I watched, I did watch him play Demon R in that for Queen's final. Mm. And, Jeez, I, and opposite of what you were saying about Shelton, when it got into those neutralizing rallies where they were both back and no one was able to really attack. He wasn't going to lose him. He was not losing. He was the one ripping the ball and getting himself back inside yeah. the court. And I, I just think over a lot, like, if he serves well, if he rips his forehand well, he does everything else well. Defends well. I just, I really don't see how guys are going to beat him. But my dark horse is Hercash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, we're going to finish off the pod with our top three Wimbledon moments. Now, there's a lot of them, probably too many to decipher from and create a top three. I'm keen to hear yours. Yeah. Should we start off? Should we just rattle through? Each of ours individually, or should we give a three, three, two, two, one, one? Let's go three, three, two, two, one, one. Okay. I don't have a three yet. I'll, st- <laughs> I'll start. I'll start with my three. I do, I do think I have a three. I got a good one too, though. I'll start with my three, and it's one that uh, well, I let me guess it's got Fedzi in it. It does have Fedzi <laughs> in it, but it's not. It's not a positive Fedzi. It's the two thousand eight Wimby Wimby final. I know it's a cliche. Uh, this is also in my top three. I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, Rafa's first Wimbledon. Rafa's first Wimbledon. I thought that was one of the biggest changing of the guard moments in terms of Roger being on top and Rafa saying and no. Just I'm, in terms I'm here. of just in terms of pure quality of tennis. Oh. Probably one of the best matches ever. Yes. Full agreed. stop. Agreed. But it's at number three for me. Because only because Rafa won it. That's true. Roger did win the previous like Rafa won lost 06, 07. And 07 from two sets to love up, by the way. Oh wow. Mm. 
And then, yeah, ended up winning, what, 2008? 9-7 in the fifth, I think it was. 9-7 in the fifth. Yeah. Feds, you missed that little forehand. Oh, it hurts me. So I burnt into my memory. I, that, that's one. That's my top three. Wimby Sliding onto the ground with his three-quarter shorts and his little <laughs> the pirate pants. <laughs> I've thought about doing the pirate pants. I don't think my legs are couldn't too pull long them off. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number three would be something that will never be achieved ever again. Oh. Is Isna Mahout seventy-eight six seventy sixty-eight in the fifth set? That's my number two, mate. Is it? <laughs> little swap you, you can you can tell <laughs> well, we grew up. you're number one. <laughs> um, so your number two, my number three. That works out very well. Um, Beautiful. Was it, was it 70, 70 to I think it was 67, 69. Whatever it was, it yeah. was late sixties. Over three over the course of three days yeah. with no rain delay, just curfew, curfew. I believe. And I love the story of that one. Of uh, so Isner's out there working, Roddick. Mm. Goes into the change rooms after I think it was like the second day out there. Still in the fifth set, like at like with twenty something. Roddick c- comes into the change room after the match with pizzas, just to get carbs back into really to Isner. So they're smashing pieces while he's getting his rub down and all of that. That I think that was actually one of the matches where they kind of said we can't do this anymore, and they had to change the rules from that extended fifth set because the the boy I think Isner got it, but he couldn't move in that next round. Neither of them could. No. Yeah. And eventually, obviously, Isner jagged the the break and then mm. served it out, I believe. Mm. Um, cooked him. Yeah, like if you have one of those, and I think that was a first round, wasn't it? It was the first round, and it was about 11 and a half hours. Yeah. On court, 11 and a half hours. Good luck winning the title. Jesus, that. no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so that's oh, your number three. That's my number three. Well, you better go number two. So my number already... two was Rafa's, Rafa's first slam in 2008. Okay, well, fair. So fair. that's why we've done the switch switcheroonie. Understood. Your number one. My number one. This this one's a fedsy one. This one for me, the uh, 09 final. When oh. he beat Sampras's 14 to go 15th Grand Slam. Yes. And I think that one was uh, 9-7. Against? Um, in the fifth against Andy Roddick. Oh, the, they they which, were just duking it out, serving bombs at each other. Poor Andy's lost to Fedsy like two or three times in a final in at Wimby. Finals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it hurts. So that was, and he, he was a bit salty about that in the uh, in the post match as well. Yeah, I think court. the first two losses were a bit of a, like a, a bit of a bit of all fun and games, yeah. and then number three <laughs> stings a little. Well, I think he went seventeen consecutive losses to Roger. He, he's the most consecutive losses to a never beat him. He did beat him late in his career. He got one on him to stop the bleeding. Yeah, but Roger went like seventeen straight on him. Uh, when for you when you can beat yeah. there, when you've got someone's measure, you've got someone's you've measure, got someone's right? Measure, hundred percent. So that that's my number one for me seeing Roger become the greatest of all time. Mm. And I think that was his sixth Wimby. Good one. There's there's lots of possible number ones out there. Obviously, Rusty winning his uh, yes. Wimby when he was super young. I think he was in his early 20s or even like younger. I think he was a teenager. Yeah, 19. Yeah, 19, 19, 19. 19. Um, There was a lot of could-beans with Rafter losing two yeah, finals. That Goran Ivanovic. Yep. Oh. Um, but my number one, it came... It's fresh in mind because I watched a highlight of it the other day, and it was titled the the best last game ever. And I had to agree because I watched it, and it was Murray's first Wimbledon win in two thousand and thirteen against Djokovic. Interesting. So two two sets up and serving at yeah. five four. Serving for the match. Serving for serving the match. The championship. Serving for the championship. Five four forty love. Crowd is going ballistic. I'm not sure if you remember, but this is the match that. Um, the two actors, Bradley Cooper and someone else, were sitting next to each other, and there was a few memes flying because they were just loving Andy's heroics here. Three match points up his sleeve. 
Jocko at 40 love was a long rally. Murray missed a ball, 40-15. Second serve, Murray's missed all first serves here, by the way. Understood. So second serve, Jocko, he steps in and crunches a backhand winner up the line. Standard. 40-30. Mm-hmm. 40-30, Murray misses first serve, second serve in, long rally. Jocko gets to the net and hits like this ridiculous volley. Juice. Everyone's getting a little bit shaky now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the camera the keeps pan into the box. And they go on this absolute... It's about a 10-minute service game. Jocko ended up getting an advantage at that juice point. Scary point. Murray wins it. Jocko gets another break point with a pretty big, like, a on-the-stretch flick-cross get. Again, standard from Novak. Juice. Expected. Murray gets another matchy. Loses it. Jocko, another advantage. Jocko, another advantage. Murray gets his fifth and final match point, I believe, and then ends up winning it. So for his first, and to break, I think, a 68-year drought. It was a long one. Or a 70-year drought. Long one. Um, no um, Brits so won that title for a long time. Imagine the pressure. And imagine the feeling. Imagine the 40... The juice, getting yeah, back to getting losing back that 40-30. And, and your mind would be wondering, can I... Oh, you could see it in his face. But you could I? see you could see that he was defeated. Yeah, he was done, and then he ended up jagging, obviously saving a couple of break points and getting getting another matchy, and he fired up again. Mm. And then, oh, it was an absolute roller coaster. Even though Fedzi wasn't a part of it, <laughs> that was my Look, number Wimbledon one. Wimbledon does exist without Roger. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is there in support this year. He is. I heard he was going to be commentating. I don't know how legitimate that was, but I heard he was going to be commentating a few matches. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Imagine the insights that guy's got. Oh, God. I can imagine him being a bit dismissive, though, of some things. <laughs> Do you reckon he'll come and hit the final if Jocko's in it? Surely Going for not. his record? Surely not. Um, Way too emotional. Yeah, that's that's the top three. So yours, both of our two and three were Isna Mahout yep. and Rafa's first uh, Wimby. Wimby. Um, that was a big one too because that was that was one where everyone was kind of it was at the talking point of Rafa's only good on clay. Yes, yes, and that that that's why it made my top three because yeah. in terms of what it meant for both of their careers because that was the dagger in Roger's heart. Really, if Roger had won that, he you know um, he, he could have gone on to honestly goat status right now. And it's just Wimbledon has just provided, especially in regards to the big three and their Grand Slam chase, it's provided some. Pretty pretty heroic kind of feats. Like even when you think yeah. of some of the potential wins that Federer could have had or Jocko Absolutely. could have had. Well, there was that Jocko Fedsy final. Oh, don't talk about it, yeah. mate. I know you know about two it. matches for two Feds matches. serving mm. end up losing that. That was for I think that was when they're all on twenty slams except for Jocko perhaps. Yeah. And then Jocko was climbing. So you know if that's one more, that's Federer one has more, one less. One Jocko. less. Yeah. So unbelievable that that. The first round, the 2008 final with Rafa winning it, like as we said, if if Roger won that one, you know, does, does Rafa end, does Rafa end up winning? He ended up winning two Wimbies, Rafa, he did. but does he win that second one again? You know, yeah. Well, even if you know Roger, let's say he wins that 09 again, that's seven in a row. Like that, that's a completely different storyline in their careers. It's quite. I think dumb. you know Wimbledon being classed as the the mecca of tennis. I 100% think it is because the storylines that it provides. The way the tournament runs, I know we're complaining about the the curfew <laughs> and all that. Scheduling, but like it's it's the only tournament that's like that. The rest are big production events and they're awesome events. But yeah. Wimby does have that little bit of. And I do get excited about the you know coming quarters, semis, finals, staying up late. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it kind of brings back memories of 
as a kid playing tournaments and traveling and then your coach waking you up at like one in the morning because the final feds is playing Rafa. playing, yeah. Um, <laughs> so probably oh, it's up there with the best, obviously traditionally the most, probably the best slam out yeah. there. Yeah. The one that people want to win. Yeah. I know that Ash Bowdy said that even though obviously being Australian, Australian Open wasn't the one that she really wanted. It was Wimby. Yeah. I think most players are like that. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's a good event. It's the mecca of tennis. Anyway, so Wimbledon, get your scheduling sorted. Please do. But still, rip a tournament. Rip a tournament. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm interested to chat in a couple of weeks. Or sorry, in a week or so. When, in a week's uh, time. Coming towards done. Yeah. Or maybe see. coming towards quarter semis. We'll have another tennis nerd out in a debrief. Absolutely. Any other comments, thoughts, concerns, remarks, questions? Nothing from me. I, th- I think we've uh, we've covered a fair bit. Yeah, I think we're coming up to round two and round three. I reckon there might be a few upsets looming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe a Jocko loss. Her catch. Her catch. Her catch. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for having me. It's shout out to be here. Shout out to Wimbledon. Wimby. Catch you later. <laughs>